Make Life Delicious, the podcast, is more than the food we eat. It's what else in life that makes us feel, be, and act delicious. We'll have conversations about real life, its messiness, and the things we can't live without. The ups, the downs, and the things we do on the daily to maintain our health, strength, and our balance. We'll talk about the unconventional wisdom and the alternative practices used in raising families, from healing to sex, because life's juicy. We are so excited and so ready to share how we make life delicious every day and how you can too. This is a Soul Fire production. What I love about the fall is this time of year. And what I love most about this time of year is our fall reset, which is a step-by-step guide that we design specifically for you. And what we love is that how you get to discover truly nutrient-rich, delicious foods that work for your body and that will love you back. Who wouldn't want that? Like, Meg, I want to feel good after each meal. I always hated feeling bloaty or gassy, achy even. Yeah, for me especially, I loved learning how to strengthen my immunity, which was such a issue I've struggled with my whole life. And on top of that, dealing with my eating disorder and learning how to cook for myself and feed my body with really delicious recipes to make these healthy habits that last for a lifetime that really change your lifestyle for the better. And you know, you always have this to come back to, to just help make you feel so good. Exactly. I mean, that's why we choose to do it. At least both of us choose to do it twice a year, even though we offer it all year long, you know? And so that's the thing. I love what you said. You always have this program to come back to because you'll have this information that you need. You'll have the knowledge to do it over and over again. And besides, don't we all want to just feel our best, especially heading into the holidays, especially with everything that's coming on right now with election, COVID, we want to feel our best. And our goal is to help you achieve your own personal health habits. If you're somebody that deals with chronic pain, debilitating symptoms, you have brain fog, you feel overwhelmed, or my new experience with anxiety, this is the program for you. We have helped hundreds of clients go through this. And what we love most about the fall is the community aspect, which you can also sign up for an optional one-on-one coaching for those three weeks for hour-long sessions with me. So if you're interested in learning more about our fall reset program, Head on over to currygirlskitchen.com where you can find all the information. Join the hundreds of people that have truly enhanced their life for the better by doing this program. You can also click the link in our show notes below. And we are so excited to have you join us this fall. And sign up today for a special community offer. I feel like every time I say like, this is such a special podcast, but today truly is because Katie and I met, it's so wild thinking about it's only been since April mm-hmm. and we started a like we're a light worker sisterhood group in the beginning of COVID as just a way for all of these spiritual and connected beings to come together and have like a safe space to talk about like what was going on and how we're feeling and really supportive. And that's how Katie and I met at the time she was living in Chicago. I was living in LA and both of us since then have had these like massive shifts in our life. Katie is now very nomadic, has spent the last two months in Kauai and is now back on the mainland And here I am in Colorado. And then we have Pegs also in LA, where Katie happens to be right now. So it's so fun bringing everyone together and how life works in such amazing ways. And Katie is the founder and creator of Human Design Lady. And if you are unfamiliar with human design, she also has her own blog and does all sorts of amazing sponsorships on Katie Calder. And Katie, share a little bit about how 
you you found human design and started this like amazing practice Mm, thank you so much for having me first this has been like a long time coming even if we haven't known each other in human years for that long but I I think my journey in general started around four and a half years ago and I found myself having done everything quote unquote right but felt completely disconnected to myself kind of numb to life and it made me randomly sign up for this yoga teacher training I wasn't really even practicing yoga um definitely didn't have a spiritual practice, but I dove into yoga and that was really a catalyst for my own self-development, self-understanding, and really diving into all of these different areas to better get to know myself. And so along the way, I dove really, really deep into astrology, into the Enneagram, into the chakra system, into quantum physics, into all of these systems and modalities. And then I found human design. And it was like everything along the way had so helped me get to know myself even better and understand myself and provided a peek into, yeah, that's me. But when I found human design, it was like nothing had so nailed and and given me permission to live as me, but also provided a strategy to best navigate my life and provided the greatest mirror to show me all of what was not me and all of what was the conditioning that I had taken on throughout my life and, and given me such radical permission to shed that. So it was about four years ago and I, it's this incredibly complex system. It combines Eastern and Western astrology, the Kabbalah, the I Ching, the chakra system, quantum physics, biomechanics, basically all of these tried and true systems into this one modern system that gives you a blueprint of who your soul came to be and kind of this peek into your soul's contract. Uh, and so that's how it started. And I, this incredibly complex language almost felt like a second language to me. It just instantly made sense. And so I started sharing it with everyone I started doing readings on friends and somehow it then turned into me doing readings with clients and creating a business around it. Wow. I love that. Me too. It makes me so excited to actually learn even more because you know how voracious Megan and I, we are at just, you know, finding the things that really help us deeper and deeper. You know, just keep Mm -hmm. peeling away the onion here, you know? And I just, I love that it's, it's typically some point in your life. It's like a wake up call where it's like, until that moment, you can be like, say you're listening to this, uh, this podcast right now. And you're like, "Mm, okay, like this is a little woo for me out of there. It's not your time to discover this. And then who knows, maybe a year five years from now, you'll come back to this and remember the first time you heard about human design or heard about astrology or something that then you're ready to visit. Because I know for me, like my personal development and like really what I would say is like self-understanding began like right after college for me, like nine years ago when you're kind of like in this what the fuck do I do now (laughs) moment and for you I love that it was like you said like so many people they do what's right what they think they should do checking all the boxes you go to college you find your person get married or whatever you get this good job you get the promotions and it's always one after the next but then you get to this point in your life where you're like pause finally and you're like what is this all for and I love that human design gave you, you talked about strategy. So describe that a bit, because I think that's really fascinating and different is a difference from say, a, just astrology, where it's giving you the information, but human design takes all of these. And then, as you said, gives you this like mirror and map, but then the strategy of how to live in your truth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It doesn't only show you who you are, but it shows you what to do with it. And I love what you said too, in that, you know, you find the right things at the right time. And I think as I've traversed this path and kind of had 
more modalities come in to inform me. I, I was more hesitant to share in the past because a lot of the things, as you know, that I'm into are pretty out there, quote unquote, yeah. and pretty yeah. different. And, and I am inherently, I'm a Virgo moon. I'm a skeptic on a lot of things. And so I have to, I have to play with it. I have to see if it actually works. And from working with hundreds and hundreds of clients and having every single chart be different and having the proof be in the pudding time and time again. It's like, I trust this with my heart. So whether you're ready to dive into it or not, human design is not for everyone as no system is for everyone. But if it is, and if it's a language that speaks to you, I'm so excited about it and love to share it with everyone. So a little bit about strategy or human design and how how you first dive in and, and what you first learn about it. So if you know anything about human design and in order to get your chart, um, my favorite website is geneticmatrix.com. You can create a free account there and it has the most accurate UTC data. So that uh, humandesignamerica.com is also good. And then mybodygraph.com, but genetic matrix is my favorite. You can pull up your free chart. You need your, your name, your last name, your your um, birth date, your birth time and your birth location. And then you put it all in and you get this crazy looking chart that has all of these triangles and squares and numbers and glyphs and arrows and decimal points and words. And it's like super, super confusing, but every single little piece says something about you. And if you know nothing else, don't worry about all the details. That's why you go into a human design reader or a guide. But the first thing you always know is your energy type. And I think as human design is becoming more and more popular and mainstream, there's a lot of misconceptions about type because your energy type isn't like, I know, Meg, you're a generator and Peg's, you're a manifesting generator. That doesn't mean you're like other manifesting generators or like other generators. You're actually more like people of your profile, which we'll get into because all three of us are the same profile. All three of us are six twos, um, but your energy type, there are five and it's your, like your aura. It's how you best use your energy in the world and how your energy impacts the other. Because if you think about human design, it's a system and it's a system that exists not as you independently. Like if you are independent on a deserted Island, it doesn't really matter what your type is, your aura isn't affecting anyone else. Like there's no aura to be connecting. And so human design exists as this like larger microcosm where all of our energies are constantly interacting with each other. And so what knowing and understanding and living the strategy, which is how to best use your energy in the world and aligning with your energy type, you can exist most in flow. You can find peace. You can find what each type has is a signature, which is kind of like when you are living in alignment, you'll experience these themes. And when you're out of alignment, you're these themes. And so probably dive, dive into each of the types. But in essence, you always start with your energy types. So you start with knowing if you are a manifester, generator, manifesting generator, projector, or reflector. And those, everything comes down from there because if you're not living your type and strategy. It doesn't matter if you are the most creative, have like the most creative aspects in your chart, or if you are an expert at sales, like if you're not living in alignment with your energy, then those qualities won't be able to express themselves in the most flow and in the most alignment. I love that because I think so many people, especially now, as I just think, you know, we talk about individually versus collectively. And now we are shifting from this me to we. We really have seen that with COVID and we're really like taking into consideration other people, other people's health. And then you think about, we're all in this like pandemic and this deep unknown and we're feeling this like collective energy of uncertainty. And so I just feel like it's such a beautiful time to understand how you yourself are playing within everything that's going on. And, you know, I also think about it too, like as you're making these pivots and as you're maybe changing what's happening in your life, 
what you said about flow, what flows to you easily, what is coming through that are like, I'm, I always like laugh because I'm horrible at math. Math is something that it's like, I don't understand it that well. But when you think about for me, connecting or talking to people, like that's so easy for me. Whereas some people can like sit on the computer and like they look at formulas and they're like, yep, got it. And it's like some of these like very little things tell you so much about yourself and where it would make sense for your life to go. And they also relieve the pressure in that we need a one size fits all solution. I think that especially within the self-development space in a lot of ways, there's always like the method that's going to get you there or this morning routine is what makes you successful. And what human design shows is maybe you're not a routine person or maybe you actually do better only working two or three hours a day. Or maybe you actually, for everyone, don't need to think and overanalyze everything to find an answer. And so how do we, how do we get there? And I think the greatest thing and the greatest thing I hope to share with human design is that your way and, and whatever I would tell you potentially in a session, it's like you already know these things, but allows you to relieve the pressure and to exhale into, oh, it doesn't have to be this hard. It doesn't have to be like, I'm not flawed because I can't fit myself into this box that the world says is the way in order to be successful. Like, no, no, no. You have a unique way of operating. And when you lean into that, that's when everything flows. This, uh, this reminds me, Meg, this kind of yeah. reminds me of when we were talking about, you know, when you can understand yourself better, you can understand your partner better. You can understand your children better. Then you have this roadmap of, to me, what it sound, what it feels like is the greatest of unconditional love. It's like mm-hmm. this acceptance for the human and what their design is, what they are. Because as you're speaking, Katie, I think of my relationship with my husband, with, you know, Papa Tim, and how different we are, yet how great we work together. And there's these little things that kind of, you know, get to me thinking, oh, he should be doing this or he should be. And I'm like, I can't wait to have that understanding and knowledge of his design as well as my own design, you know, because I think that's going to be so powerful in relationships as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only that, it's like allowing us to know that our way is not the way that the other operates, 100%. right? So much compassion and acceptance and also being able to support whether it's our partners or our children or whatever, and knowing that, mm, wait, actually this person needs this and this need is different from my own. But in understanding that and maybe, maybe not feeling it within yourself, but in able and being able to give that person the gift of their needs being met, they're able to come into the relationship more with more compassion and more empathy and ultimately more connection. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, it's just, it gives you radical permission to be yourself and to accept another person. And I think we hear about this. I, I, I know the quote, it's like, the world needs more of you. Mm-hmm. not of another person, not of somebody else, whatever you are and who you are is what we need. And like, this helps you understand who that person is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love finding tools like this that help us just be more compassionate because I think that's where we get so stuck. That's such an old thought pattern of what everyone should be doing or should those shoulds. I just, I hate, I hate them. And it's like, now we're getting out of this to like, what do we want to do? What do we like to do? And that's like, when I come back to permission, it's like, well, if you like that, that is your permission to keep doing more of it. Because like, for me, I know as 
we've dove into like my human design, like as a generator, when I'm doing things that I like, it inspires other people to do the things that they like. I'm not necessarily telling them to do exactly what I'm doing, but it's like this ripple effect of like, once you genuinely and like authentically are living yourself, it allows other people to do that freely too. Absolutely. Say that again and again and again. (laughs) That is it. 100%. That's the key. That's the golden key right there. So once you figure out your, the five types, energy types, then it goes down a little deeper and you've touched on um, strategy or profiles. Mm -hmm. And so is there like, when you talk about human design, is there like a, like kind of like start here and then go here and then look into this. And then it kind of shows you like this little, like I'd say it's like this roadmap of like, cause it, it's with anything, if you look at something for the first time and like Katie said, when you, when you open up a human design chart, you're kind of like, what the heck am I looking at right now? It's like a person outlined with all of the things on it. And it can be kind of overwhelming, which is why, again, if book a session with Katie, because it is the most insightful thing I've ever done. But it also, like, if you were to look at it, like, I know it tells you beneath them, like where it goes, like, what is the order in which you want to like tiptoe your way into your design? (laughs) Well, I know I, about a month ago, I told you, this is why I created my human design lady account. So my Instagrams are at Katie Calder underscore and at human design lady. And I created Human Design Lady on Instagram as a place to, if you're brand new to human design, get bite-sized, digestible information and ability to go through from the bottom up your chart. And so once you download your chart on any number of those websites, scroll all the way down to the beginning and it says start here. And so then you'll find energy type and you'll read about what is energy type mean. And then you'll find your energy type. So I have all the fine text, a little brief thing on that. And then you'll see strategy. And it's like, what strategy? How to use your energy in alignment with most flow. And then I have a strategy for everyone. And then the third is the authority. And so let's say that you are, right, you're a generator and your strategy is to respond. And so if you're successfully in flow with life, you're responding, you get infinite things to respond to all day, every day, things are coming in. It's like, okay, well, how do I how do I respond correctly for me? And I, I say in every single session I have, if you take nothing else away, it's this. The mind is never the authority. And the authority has to do with how we best make decisions in most alignment and with flow for us. There are seven different types of authorities that you can have. And your authority shows that the mind, we've been so conditioned that we need to think about things and process things and analyze things and rationalize things and make decisions with our minds when really it's not correct for any of us. The mind is so good about solving problems for other people. It's really, really good about looking at data and information. It's really bad at making decisions for ourselves. And so once you're living your strategy, you look to your authority on how to actually correctly make that decision for you. And this has been... It's how I live my life. Actually, all three of us have emotional authority, but we have different emotional waves, which I'll go into in a bit. Um, And when you, it, it sometimes is the most challenging process to decondition at first because we're so programmed that everything needs to be in our head. And when we surrender to that, our body's wisdom, which human design in essence, among other things, is really body intelligence. It's, it's, showing that our field and the circuitry within us and the circuitry that we've chosen to have gives us a unique map of where our inner intelligence is and how that can guide us through life. Because when you surrender to your authority and you allow what has always probably been speaking and working through you to be the pinnacle and the source of truth for you, decisions become easy. You let the mind have space to do what it's here to do instead of analyzing, 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 and analyzing. And instead 
you, you find, whether it's waiting for your unique timing, whether it's listening to your gut, whether if you're a self-projected projector, it's speaking um, and listening to the tone and resonance of your voice. If you're a reflector, waiting a full moon cycle, like there are all of these different ways that our decisions work through us. And so I, I sometimes, it's not quite intuition, but I equate it to the intuition and your inner intuition around how to best make decisions for you. So that's the third step. And so you can see in my account, like where your authority is. And then I would say profile would be next. Um, Profile is like the archetype of who you are. It's more, I, I would equate it more to like your sun sign in astrology as like the basic overview of, of who you are, how the character of who you are has chosen to show up in this world. And so Mm -hmm. I look much more towards um, your profile and who you're more similar to because again, aura type, energy type is just how to best use your energy and alignment and how your aura affects the other. I then look at all the centers that you have. So when you look at your chart, your energy type is created through your definition. And what I mean by definition is when you're looking at your chart, you'll see these nine triangles and squares, and they're going to be either colored in, which is known as defined and anything that's colored in, those are areas that you have consistent access to energy to 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's you. Those are your strengths. Those are you. And it's because they're lit up and connected by different gates, which are kind of like DNA, they're, they're more specific characteristics and gates and channels. And you can either be defined or you can be undefined or open, which are if those triangles and squares are white, those are areas that you can be the most wise, but they're also the areas that you can amplify and take on the world around you. And so those, all of those centers are effectively like chakras. They move and regulate and circulate the energy throughout the body. And the next place I would go and on my account, you can see this is like, look into each of the centers. What do the centers mean? What are the qualities of those? Are you defined or are you undefined or open and understanding kind of the overview of what that is for you? Then the next place I would go, mm, it really depends. So in readings, as you know, Meg, like I am intuitively guided and, and always any of my sessions are always guided on what your primary needs are. So it used to be more in an order, but now I kind of dive into wherever specifically it is that that needs to be addressed. And so sometimes I'll start with the profile. I think I started with the profile with you. Sometimes mm-hmm. I start, usually I would start with the energy type, but if the person doesn't need that as much, and if we, if they already know and have a good basis on that, we go somewhere else. And so from there, I would, I'm always going to go into the circuitry, which has to do with within the chart, those, those numbers, you'll see all those numbers in those lines are either going to be red or black. And if they're black, those are what are called, those are the, the conscious. Those are based on the first breath you took in this world. They're energies that you came into that you probably are aware of and that um, are expressed just based on your birth date, based on when you chose to come into the world. Anything that's red, those are unconscious. Those are more familial. They're more karmic. Sometimes they're things that other people see in you that you don't necessarily see as easily in yourself. They're based on 88 days before you were born, your design date. And the conscious and unconscious aspects of your, it's your body and your mind, your personality and your design, they're always surrendering into each other. They're always creating a more cohesive whole. And what I look at within the chart is you're going to have all these lines and and channels and um, gates that are also all connected to planets, which further color them. And they also have decimal points, which are called the lines. And those give them an even deeper level of understanding. And depending on what's lit up, you can have different types of circuitry in your chart. And so we're getting really deep and many of you may have lost me here. I was just going to say, I was like, this is one of those things that like you can understand now how intricate and how deep this system really is. And it's, if, if you're looking at a chart and as you're describing it, 
it's like, thank you for letting me understand what these all are because there's so many different pieces to it. I just think it's, again, why it's so beneficial doing your research first, like doing, going to the human design lady, scrolling to the bottom, looking at these things, following the flow of where to start at and kind of learn yourself. And then signing up for a session and then getting that deeper understanding where you can like what you said is like the circuitry and like that understanding how to respond. I mean, how many of us sit here with decisions every day and you're just like, you make a decision, but in your gut, like something told you, you wanted to do something else, but you felt obligated to do the other, or like you're presented with something and you're just like, I just don't feel it. And how often do we second guess ourselves or neglect that? And it's like, this is this amazing tool to really understand. Like, I know some people that they're just like, so in their own world can do their own thing. And I look at them, I'm like, how can you do that? And it's like, you can see when people are living their authentic truth, their design. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. And the reason I go into the complexity and, and probably I'm not going to share even more is because there are these key areas you look into at first, but it isn't just the sum of the parts. And so I could tell you, you know, then you should look up all of your individual gates and the channels, but that would be doing you a disservice. And this is why I think if you feel called, it is important to go to someone who knows what they're looking at, because as human design becomes more and more mainstream, you know, more people are sharing, more people are um, talking about type, but just because you are a certain type or have a certain profile, it's like, but how do those energies within you interact? It's not just that you have gate 22 and you have gate 39. It's how do they circulate? How do they talk to each other? If you have an arrow pointing, the top left arrow pointing right, but yet you have um, gate five, it's like one of those arrows tells me that you're less of a routine person, but gate five says that structure and routine feels really good at you, for you. So those will like mitigate themselves a little bit. Or if you have gate 29, but you also have gate 49, sometimes I call 29 the yes gate and 49 is the no gate. So if you were just to look at 29, be like, oh, you tend to say yes to all sorts of things. And I wasn't to look at this other part of your chart over here that says, oh, but you also can tend to say no. Like those balance each other out. And so it's really, really important to have an understanding of being able to, yes, go super, super deep into the minutia but also take a step back and be able to look at the overall person and how every single teeny part, every single decimal point says so much about you and how that interacts together and which aspects of you are you really you know, playing into or maybe which aspects are, is the world conditioning you and that maybe you have the ability to shed. It's like what you said in the beginning, you know, we think about us as individuals and this is just like your aura, but really it's your aura and how you interact with the whole world around you. And isn't it ironic? And so just perfect that that's how the system itself is designed to be read. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because we're always, we'll dive into it, but we're always interacting with others. And so what I didn't mention is any of those areas that you're open. I talked about how that, those are areas that you can really amplify the world. You can really become the other if you're not careful. But those are always getting lit up. Anything that's white in your chart, don't get upset if your chart is super, super white. That doesn't mean that you're empty. It actually means that you have the ability to amplify if that's in someone else. So for example, um, I have your, your charts just top of mind. Meg, you have gate three, which is part of this channel of mutation. It's always looking for gate 60. Peg says gate 60. That's called an electromagnetic circuit. Those gates are always looking for each other. So together they create this channel and they light up the centers at either end. Aww. And that might be super confusing, but the whole chart, it's all electromagnetics. We're electrical beings yeah. and we're always looking to light up those, those hanging gates and to light up those connections. And that's why, you know, potentially when you're with this person, you have this burst of creativity maybe they light up a connection or maybe with this person you 
feel like you can communicate your emotions or maybe with this person, you suddenly feel like all the thoughts in your heads have a way to manifest. And, and it's so interesting. And not only that, but the planets are always moving as well. And similar to how, um, you know, when we look at astrology, we always look at the transits and how they're affecting us. Human design has transits as well, because it's, it is in essence, a system that's first off based in astrology. And so sometimes different gates are activating different things based on where the celestial weather is activating in our cells. And so it's like, it's a system that's always moving and it's a system that's always moving depending on who we're with, depending on where the current celestial weathers are. We're not just stagnant beings. We're always, always moving um, and shifting and changing throughout life. I love that. That's one of the most fascinating things I learned recently with astrology was that there is no empty house or there is no empty, like everything has a place. And like what you're saying is even though it might be white, like that too means something. And it's so cool. Like the more you learn about this, mm-hmm. um, I'm so interested. How has, how would you say, aside from getting to know yourself and making the decisions like since living your design and since like understanding yourself more, how has this influenced and enhanced the rest of your life? Like what are some of the key things that you've just like loved human design has done for you? So much, so <laughs> much. I mean, I am a totally different person from understanding my human design and because I live it. I live it in so many ways. Um, some of the the main things well first understanding that I'm a manifesting generator multi-talented multi-passionate always have my hands in a million different things I, I actually thrive similar to you Peggy thrive on not just sticking with one thing but always dabbling in all the things that light you up and there can be a lot of conditioning within the world on manifesting generators specifically on being non-committal or you know not not having a linear path and and there can be potentially self-judgment or guilt or shame around dabbling in something and then realizing it's not the thing and moving on to the next where manifesting generators are really here to taste all that lights them up and are here to be inherently efficient or here to maybe sign up for five courses and do two days of them and then that be it and so it's not necessarily we have the ability to gain mastery quicker than most but with that it, you manifest generators also have the ability to potentially skip steps or and, and so it's always like looking back and seeing making sure that all the necessary items are crossed off but in knowing that it's made me it's released released all this pressure to find that one path. Like I know that my life is going to jump from A to K to Z to Q and and my path is never going to look linear. But as long as I'm following those things that are all lighting me up, it's going to make sense in the end. And so the, the first thing is just understanding my energy type. I'm like, that's why I can't, I feel like I'm shifting directions every couple of years. That's why. And it it didn't feel like something that was a judgment anymore. It's like, oh wait, this is this is the thing that the world tells me I shouldn't have been, but this is actually the greatest gift. And what if I lean into that? Further than that, understanding my emotional authority, which both of you have. So I spoke about authority being how to best make decisions. And so about 47-ish percent of the population has emotional authority. And if you have emotional authority, your life exists on a consistent emotional wave, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that wave is consistent to you. So there are up to four different types of waves, um, seven technically, but four different like sections of it that you can have. And you can have any number from one to four of those lit up in your chart. And your emotional wave shows the unique way that you process emotions throughout your being. And what emotional authority says is that you actually don't have truth in the now. What does that mean? That sounds kind of scary. I don't have truth in the now. Well, what it means is that because your life is existing on a consistent emotional wave, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 
it's very, very important when you make decisions for you to find neutrality, emotional neutrality, not to be very, very high in a wave and not to be very, very low in a wave. Usually that takes checking in a couple times. And what I say to every emotional authority person is your best friends will be, let me get back to you when I know. Or thank you for your patience. It's not apologizing about how you operate. It's, it's showing others how you best operate. And so let's say, Megan, you, you asked Peggy to go on a walk. And Peggy, you're super, super excited. You're like, yeah, I haven't seen Megan. She's been in Steamboat. want to go for a walk. Your emotions are up here. And all of a sudden, your emotions start to dip. And you're like, hmm, I said yes, but I'm not really sure about this walk. And then they find neutrality, and you're like, well, I should get outside. And I haven't seen Megan in a really long time. And it's not going to be that long. It's probably only going to be a half an hour walk. And they rise and they dip again. You're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know, though. I, like, I really don't know if I'm feeling a walk. And then they rise and then they find neutrality. And the neutrality for you is no, but you already told Megan yes, because you were super excited in your emotions when she asked. And so look at all of that time where you were mentally mulling over this decision that you could have just found emotional neutrality over and been like, nope, I'm good. It's like our lives could be so much easier. And what I found And I think what scarcity mindset wants to teach us is that we need to be super decisive and we need to plan things a million years in advance and, you know, have our schedules totally booked out. For example, we scheduled this two days ago. It's perfect for me. That's how my emotional authority works. Yeah, I'm going to be free at this time. My, um, how I book my clients, I book two weeks out max in advance. I don't know how I'm going to feel in three weeks. Maybe I'm not going to want to do sessions anymore at all. Maybe I'll have moved on to the next thing. But scarcity mindset would tell me, oh, I need to book eight months in advance, which I probably could do. But would that be in alignment with me? No. So when you start to experiment with how you best work, I found I never don't meet a client that I'm meant to meet. I never don't go to Steamboat and see you, Megan, at the time that's been in conversation for a long time, but we didn't know dates. I book flights last minute, which people would be like, that's crazy, you're not planning. It's so much more in alignment for me. And what I've realized through just those two tiny aspects of utilizing my human design is that the stories that we've been told about how to do it right When we surrender and let go of potential fears around what that means or what that looks like for ourselves and actually embrace what what our unique blueprint tells us, it's like everything just flows. We're not overthinking or processing. We don't have guilt or shame or any of those, those feelings of that we are wrong or we are flawed. And it's provided such uh such a sense of peace and satisfaction and just self-knowing and it's taught me that I truly do know my way of operating and whether or not the world says that that's correct for me I know what's correct for me and then I show I show others how I navigate that and give them permission to do the same because other people operate totally differently can't you see how this is just so supportive for you and yourself like isn't that what everybody wants to feel that ease and flow in life and where you can get to that place I mean like I said you guys you have to check out her human design lady and see this flow and then to have a session to fully have to if you feel called to (laughs) to really feel that because I just know in the short amount of time I've learned about myself, how beneficial this could be. And I'm literally looking at Peg's this entire time as she's like retaining all this information, because I just think as human beings, we want to know ourselves better. Like that's like, Mm. I think the most, we talk about this in our, in our sisterhood group a lot is like that, that like deep question of why am I here? Why are we here? And that's what this does. 
Well, and what I love listening to, um, Katie, and you were explaining all that, like in between, I was like, oh, well, this reminds me because, you know, I'm what, double you guys age. And, you know, the shit that's happened all throughout my life from birth all the way till now. And I've done a lot of work in different modalities. But what I love, what I'm hearing is this next deeper layer of the questions that are coming to me now in my 60s, because I know that all those twists and turns that you talked about, that is how I've been groomed. I look at it that they're all so purposeful on purpose Mm -hmm. for me to be where I am in this moment today, doing what I'm doing today. Megan knows how passionate, the world knows how passionate I am about what I do, how much I love it. And yet, like what you were saying, when something comes in and you're questioning, well, is is it because it's better for me to do it that way because everyone else is telling me, oh, I should do this. I should be published by a big house. And my body is saying, no, I think we need to self-publish and get this book done. And it's like, you know, and then you meet people. And and so it's like seeing what you're saying. And as it's relating to what is happening in my life, I can't wait to to hear what this design is, you know? I know this is fun. Should we dive in? Because I have, I love the piece of why I was so excited to have you on, Katie, is to share like how this is such a beneficial tool. You know, we talk about understanding yourself, but then also understanding people you work with, your partners, your, like you can do charts together and seeing like how people interact together and how, like you said, you're looking for those, um, open gates to connect, to create that channel. Um, so I think it'd be really fun to dive more into that. Yes, 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 yes. Because this is my absolute favorite. I mean, I say that so often, everything about you. (laughs) I'm so excited to talk about it all the time. I just, there's, there's more to learn every single moment by moment, but relationship dynamics and using it as a way to have the most harmony in relationships, using it to understand where there might be uh, conditioning factors where one person might influence the other more, where the energies are so harmonious and coming together, where you have kindred energies, friendship gates and channels, where, um, where one person might be like have this gift that this other person is always looking for and, and just to understand the unique ways that we operate and relate and how we can more consciously relate is one of the, my absolute favorite, 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 favorite things and doing relationship readings in general and looking at combined charts, looking at mother daughter charts, looking at husband wife charts, looking at any of those. It's the essence of why human design was created too, because again, this larger system of us all interacting and interplaying and weaving. And when we are the most aligned versions of ourselves, even if that looks totally different than someone else, we not only have the ability to embrace and express our traits, gifts, most important qualities, purpose in the world, but we also are open to allowing the other to do the same and to express theirs. And so this is like, you know, we, we question, why are we here? What's the point? And it's like, the point is to be the fullest expression embodiment of ourselves. What is that though? How do we know that? We'll dive into Megan and I both have open identity centers, but Pegs, you actually have a defined identity center. So some people are constantly like, actually don't know who they are and are never necessarily supposed to. And so then having these things and that understanding and being able to navigate life with that knowing and openness, 
just a continued gift and a continued experiment and a continued ability to express and step in deeper into what feels the juiciest and what feels the most aligned. Oh, you know what? That's my favorite word. (laughs) I love feeling juicy. (laughs) I love this. So before we are going to, this is going to be a two-part thing because before we dive into how that actually can be, she's going to give you an example so you can kind of hear how she reads charts together through Pegs and I, and how, again, we can just have that deeper understanding, like Katie said, like this system is meant for understanding us in relation to others and how we show up in this world. So if you aren't like already on katiecalder.com and booking a session with her. I don't know, like go check it out. You can, like we said before, Katie is at katiecalder underscore. That's at K-A-T-I-E-C-A-L-D-E-R underscore, as well as at human design lady. And to book sessions, you can go to www.katiecalder.com. And I'm so excited to give you a peek inside human design. And this was like a big peek. <laughs> like we got, <laughs> we went through it, but now to then, um, in the next, the next episode, show you a little bit more of how this can play into your relationships and how you relate to somebody you love in your life. Think about this as like your personal, like those Cosmo love things of like, if you want to do it with your, with your boyfriend or your husband or your daughter, like we're doing, you know, or your best friend of like, why do we just connect? Like that's what this like joint chart reading gets to show you, show you. I'm so excited. Well, and if you love this episode, Please, please subscribe to our Make Life Delicious and rate and review and share all this juicy goodness that we're sharing with you right here. Because truly, it's pretty awesome, right, girls? (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) And this is the, we'll see you soon because there's going to be a part two of this amazing episode. Meg and I want to share with you a podcast from our dear friend Connor Moore called The Realness. Not only does the title say it all, we love Connor and his valuable perspectives on life and self-improvement, and especially listening to his male point of view. With a vintage blend of comedy and a personal development delivered to your dome, with more irreverence than you're used to, and more transparency than you're likely comfortable with. Each week, Connor connects with the kinds of people that you wish you were hanging out with and makes you feel like you're a part of the conversation. Like us, no topics are off limits. And after a few listens, you'll find yourself looking at the world through a more curious lens and taking yourself a little less seriously, which right now we can all use a little more fun in our life.